1947, the Dutch freighter SS Orang Maden sent a cryptic SOS in Morse code. All officers, including the captain, are dead, lying in chart room and bridge, possibly whole crew dead. The communication was followed by a burst of indecipherable Morse code, then a final grim message, I die. To have sex in this garage? Dude, I wouldn't take my shoes off in this garage. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dude, Jake has no feelings. He is a sociopath. I have no feelings, dude. I got hugged enough as a kid to feel good about myself, even though I'm chubby. Dude, did you tell Emily I walked in? I'm, did she say something? Yeah, she was like, oh, fuck. She's like, fucking Clint, dude. Dude, are you for real? <laughs> I felt so bad. Dude, I felt so bad. Oh, my God, no, dude. That's awesome, though. It fucking made me lose it. Just uh, to think about her in there trying to get the kids down and you bowl in there. I, dude, I am so You picked the further away door. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. There was a closer. It was dark. I do. Wait, wait, wait. Did Clint pee on the floor? Yeah, yeah. I had to go towel my kids off because he went to go take a piss and no, no, no. He peed in their closet. I just went in the wrong room and I was really embarrassed because I saw Talon's wife, dude, and it. I was so embarrassed because I knew like she's gonna hate me for the rest of her life. Because if she was on the foot, Stevie would hate you, Jake. She's told me several times, like, Jake, is he really coming over again? And I'm like. Yeah, sorry, yeah, babe. Sorry. I'm, oh. I can feel that. Yeah. Oh, I'm just yeah. kidding. Don't sit. Uh, so we'll. Uh, yeah. Oh, you wrote quite a bit. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I wrote three of the four pages of uh, the seven pages. I'm really impressed because there's not a lot of story to this. There's not. That's like, what makes it fun. There's not a lot of anything. Yeah. Well, there's a book that I found. It's bullshit, but it's fun. It'll be fun. The book that I found. Mm -hmm. It's it's not bullshit, but it's just. You like, could anyone. Doctor Seuss wrote books. I know, but it's just like as far as we know, this is the information. You know, I think it happened. As far as we know, Talon's my real dad. Well, this was in nineteen. Who knows? Yeah, you know. Sci <laughs> <laughs> Scientifically, I can't be your dad. Do you? Do you wear glasses? Clint doesn't believe in no. science. No. Well, I probably should wear glasses. Yeah, you have good vision. They give me migraines though, so. Oh. So I don't wear glasses. Oh, all right. Dude. Yeah, so here we go. Hey, was I weird in there with Jenna when I made that joke? Yeah, it was super weird. Also, just to put, <laughs> on, just to put on the table, I'm not your dad. I just want that to be known before it Talent gains, is, gains any steam. I'm not your dad. Talent, I'm not dead. Don't dad. send us a message. Like, I have three yeah. already, and it's good. You dude, what's crazy is you're a really young guy to have three kids. Yeah, well, I'm my first one. Do you think 20. Do you think you're fertile, though? Yeah, like, I do I think that I could probably just keep having them? Yeah. Absolutely, I do. You look fertile, dude. <laughs> he's a good dad, too. He's so nice. We'll edit that out. Yeah, what? edit that out. Yeah. Edit, edit out that I'm a good dad, please. <laughs> <laughs> sure not too many people. His kids will read, listen to this in 24. You're like, <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. It'll so, be used again in court. <laughs> Talon, do you want a smelling salt? Don't do it. Don't it'll make do? you sick. Listen, it's what weightlifters take. It's you break it in your hand. They're legal. It's not illegal. You sell them on Amazon. It just fucks you up. It smells like chlorine. It's crazy. You don't want it. Why, why do you even do it? Because Jake does whatever. I just thought it would be Jake fun. just says yes to stuff, dude. The uh, thing is, it's uh, ammonia. And so when you sniff it in, it makes you like sniff air faster. You know what I mean? And it gets like oxygen to your huh. head faster. Uh, and that's the whole point. Jesus. You want one? No. <laughs> yeah, dude, of course not. Dude, Jake sniffed Marcus when he was a kid. I did not, but I've sniffed like t 10 of those probably. Dude, that, I don't know why you even do them. Why would you do them? You know what they taste like. You know they're not good. I didn't, never tasted Marcus? one. 
No, the fucking smelling salts. They're terrible. They don't smell good either? Cool. So we're telling you about the Orang Medan, and this is season two, episode two. Uh, before we get started, my name's Clinton, and I want to tell you guys, follow us on Instagram at Gucci's Podcast, Twitter at Gucci's Podcast, email us drink ideas, stories, funny stuff to Gucci's Podcast at gmail.com. And would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Talon. <laughs> do you say that when you're going through the drive-thru at like del taco you're like uh i'm uh, talent and I'm they're talent. like can i get a brc and they're like yeah we'll make it for you man do you can brc is that your go-to item yeah it's, it's the bean rice and cheese it's delicious mm. dude no what are you beans rice and cheese like that's not that it's good dude the green with the green sauce i'd eat that shit from like. where taco bell no del taco del taco oh del taco. it's cheap you know oh, so you can get a lot of them 78 79 cents yeah yeah yeah, you feed a family at twelve for like nine dollars, <laughs> dude. I I don't care. I'd eat them. I dude. I'd eat that out of a guy's. I'd eat that out of a girl's asshole. I'll be you honest. said guy first. No, <laughs> hey, hey, I just hey, wanted to put that on record. Fuck you, man. Don't be close. Clint would eat that out of a guy's asshole. Mm, mm. I think a taco would be the last thing I'd eat out of anyone's. Asshole. What's like Probably. if you go to a if you go to a fast food restaurant? What's your go to? What do you like? A any fast food any, restaurant? Any any. I love. I mean, I like Taco Bell. So, what do you get there? Cheap. What do you get there? Food. What? What's your like? What, like a quesadilla. A quesadilla. Yeah. Quesadilla is good. They're expensive though. Yeah. Yeah. I like Dude. the five layer burrito. Dude, the five layer burrito you used to be able to get two for like under two dollars. They used to be like seventy cents each too. They were really good. I like the uh, cheesy gordita crunch. Ooh, no. I like the uh, chili cheese burrito. Nope. I mean, I, I would that? eat anything from Taco Bell, but those are fucking. No. Beefy Ooh. five layer Ooh. or a Frito burrito. Dude, under a dollar. Oh, my God. I'd let, dude, I'd let somebody baby bird that into my mouth. <laughs> I fucking like, love. Like pre-masticate it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Masticate, dude. That's a three-syllable word. Yeah. You're going to do good. Sh- yeah. yeah. Oh, you're gonna do good. Jake has to Google that later. <laughs> He's like, masticate. He thinks mm-hmm. he's saying masturbate, and his nipples are Pre-masturbate Can you read a shirt that says, ask me about my butthole? That's how this yeah, guy we dresses. We got it for him. Yeah. How'd you know that? Yeah, we talked. We got the gift. About this. Yeah, hey. Oh, really? Yeah. With Talon? With Talon. Fuck. There was Tyler, though, and he has a T name, so it threw you off. Today, Junior. Remember with Billy Madison when he said that when that kid was stuttering? That was really rude. Yeah. Is Billy Madison the one where he went back to school? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was a good one. When I hear Billy Madison, I think of Bernie Madoff, that guy that stole all those old ladies' 401ks and fucking news. Oh, yeah. With Enron. That's what it makes you think of. I don't know why, but it's not the same thing. Kind of like BTK reminds you of uh, bacon, tomato, and what cheese. is it? Cheese. Bacon, tomato, cheese. That's what BTK makes me think of. That's not a K. Bitch. Oh, kraut. That's what it oh, is. Oh, kraut. kraut. That's right. <laughs> cheese? <laughs> I don't know. It's a K. Cheese kuh. with a K? It's not a K. <laughs> Will you describe yourself real quick just to the listeners, what you look like and like like a little bit how we know each other? Like if you could see your dad 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like when he was still trying to be cool. Yeah. Well, so Talon is handsome. We know each other because we had the same probation officer. We met in rehab when we were trying to get our lives together. He has a big beard, handsome, blue eyes. How light are those eyes? Well, what color would you describe them as? Blue. I would describe Baby it as blues. the sky's tears. You ever wow. seen the sky's tears? That's pretty true. That's our boy Talon. Talon, I was told to ask you about a, a rat story. A rat story. 
Is that right? Brass story? He has a story that you're supposed to tell. Uh, no. I've got a lot of stories. Story. I've got so many the stories. story about... I thought you said... No, the, oh, you're right. The, when you were a security guard with the rats. That's kind of a spookier one. Is that why you want it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I worked security at a at a big natural gas hub for a while, for like eight or nine months, out in the middle of nowhere in between Meeker and Rifle. And you'd have to travel like two hours to get there. And it was a shitty shift and it was a crappy job, but you got paid a ton of money. Because of that reason, uh, we would get a lot of people hired on, but we couldn't keep anyone. And so I was always working with people that had worked there a fraction of the time I've worked there. And so I was a supervisor there just because I'd worked there for so long. So we went one night and it was overnight. So we started at 6 p.m. and we were done at 6 a.m. And we're almost done. Okay, that's fine. Oh, sorry to interrupt. You didn't water today, did you? No, why? Don't use the irrigation water. The water's been poisoned. I did water a little bit today. (laughs) Don't use it. It'll kill the plants and the dogs. I used it for like eight minutes, baby. The irrigation people just came over and said, don't use it. They gave me this whole packet and was like, do not use it. They were like, it's up to you, but don't use it. Yo, I'm not joking. I spent all day fucking with the filter and like playing in that water tight. (laughs) Shit. Fuck. Clint's Thanks, like, babe. Clint's like, I picked today no. to really taste ditch water. Jesus Christ, dude. I spent <laughs> trying to fix that filter. That's why I stopped watering after eight minutes. I couldn't get the filter to work. Fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Why are you laughing? All right. Our last episode. R.I.P. Clint. Yeah. Sorry, Fuck. Clint. Anyway, sorry. So I also want to say real quick before I finish the story, I have no idea how Clint remembers the story. So anyways, so much stuff happened. Uh, if I had a, a percentage of the stories that exist in my life, 50% of them happened while I worked security at this job. And anyways, one night I was doing the rounds. I had everyone set up in their little individual areas. It's fucking negative 14 degrees. It's one in the morning, no light, no one's there. It's a ghost site. No one's supposed to be there. That's why we're there. And I'm just checking stuff out. They have like a lunch tent for like the 10 people that work there overnight, just so it's not totally ghost out. And I go to pick up a guy and he's like, okay, let's go. He's like really excited to go. He wants to, he wants to go. He wants to go to his next spot. He's way more awake than any of these guys ever are. You know, it's 12 hour shifts. You're working four days a week. You're doing nothing but standing there. He's just ready. He's like, let's fucking go. I'm like, okay, cool. Pick him up, take him to his next post, rotate. I basically pick a guy up, take him to the next spot, pick that guy up, take him to the next spot, rotate everyone out, and then I go sit down. So I go back to the spot, and on the middle of this picnic table, someone had taken a dead rat and, like, hammered it to the table in, like, a pentagram, like, with a bunch, like, just taking a bunch of nails and, like, hammered him in and, like, used a bunch of nails to, like, complete a pentagram and... Like, I don't know if it was that guy. I don't know if he had seen it or like he just had too much time on his hand or hopefully it was someone else. I just never talked about it again until I told people stories about it. Jesus Christ. Uh, Yeah. That's a good story though, huh? Yeah. That's That's not even the wildest shit that happened I know. You have a bunch of them. They were like hilarious as fuck. Dude. Did you pick it? Yeah, Clint told me about that as like being a really funny story. Yeah. That's a really funny story. (laughs) That's crazy. crack? No, yeah, there was there was a couple guys that were like for sure hardcore on meth and like they would fall asleep because they wouldn't sleep at all like at home so they would fall asleep at their at their stations. We had a guy Jeez. leave his post and go off into like the construction materials 
and just sleep in one of the concrete pipes. Like he just lay down in a concrete. Like he could have been scooped up and added to something for all he knew. And we found him and he got terminated for that. Yeah, it was fucking bananas, man. That's a good story, dude. All right. So before we get started, I want to just acknowledge our references. Reddit, obviously, I know we shouldn't pull from them because they're not legit, but they are cool. Um, Wikipedia, uh, there's a Times article, The Most Dangerous Waters in the World by Adam McCauley. It's dated August 2014. The Orang Madan Conjuring a Ghost Ship by Alexander... That's not say Alexander. <laughs> Alexander Budzinger? Budziger? Budziger? Budziger. Budziger. DE173.com by Andrew H. Do that. It sounds like a crazy website where you would see a lot of pubes. It's not. It's a regular website. No, it's, it's a pretty crazy it's website. It's actually though. fucking good, though. Yeah, I was really impressed. And then uh, there's a uh, there's a Unmasking Horror, a special report, Japan Confronting Gruesome War Atrocity by Nicholas Kristoff, and that's from the New York Times in 1985. So that's where we pulled all of our references from. There's going to be some wild shit in that. You're just going to have to get through it, baby. I'm sorry. Before we get started, Talon, I want to introduce you to Grammy Apples. Grammy Apples is actually the fourth Goocher. She is made out of a crab apple, and she's from Missouri, and a bunch of other wooden stuff. Look at her hands. Are they fucked up? She's not made out of a crab apple. She's made out of an apple. Yeah, how much do you guys like that thing? A lot. Mm. Okay. Why? <laughs> I just won't make a comment on it then. No, tell us. I... But she's real. She's sentient, so you might get bad karma. I don't like that. <laughs> it's creepy, huh? It's also the closest to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's looking right at you. Dude, Grammy Apples, dude. She sees right through people, dude. I she... feel that. Also, Dude. why is one of her feet falling off? I don't know. That just happened. Yeah, the, that's a really bad sign for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also got Boris. Boris is our fifth member. He's a stuffed boar. We got back here. He smells like cigarettes. Marlboro 100s, baby. What's up? <laughs> Have you ever smoked a cigarette, Talon? No. Never? No. Really? Really. You've never puffed one? I've never tried a cigarette before. Really? Yeah. I never have either. I wasn't wasn't expecting. What have you? Yeah. What was it? Uh, I don't know. I've I've smoked. I haven't smoked a full cigarette. Whatever your French teacher would shotgun you. No, I took uh, Spanish, but. uh... (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem with that statement. No, just at like parties and stuff. If somebody's smoking a cigarette, oh, okay. if I'm drunk, I'm like, "Hey, can I have some of that? Hey, can I have a drag?" Yeah, I, dude. I remember me and my friend took a, fr- a photo with this dude who used to ask for a drag outside of Barons, which is a bar. I'm sorry, not Barons, uh, Sabrosa, a bar that's not here in town anymore. And we used to go out there and get shit faced. And there was this guy that had a full head tattoo. He's shaved bald, and he had a face tattoo too. And he would ask for a drag, and we gave him a drag, and we're like, "Yo, dude!" Like we were really being really nice, but it was like. Hey man, what's with the face tattoo? And he's like, hey dude, I had uh, skin cancer really bad, and I had uh, surgery to remove a tumor, and I had a really bad scar. And people would always look at me, and I wanted to give him something to look at. I was like, God damn, I am drinking a two dollar beer right now. I was not expecting something so fucking wild. Let me take a photo with him. <laughs> we just kind of fucked up. I remember that guy, that little guy. Yeah, he's mm. a little. He's been around all the time. Do you hear that beat? Yeah. That's Big Dick B. BDB. <laughs> BDB. Big Dick B. Big Dick B, baby. And how? That's what they call me. <laughs> yeah. Adequate. Dude, 
I actually surveyed a list of fucking Jake's sexual partners in the past, and I actually have a written out uh, progress report of what they said. And one of them, they had a direct quote. It was, out of all the lovers I ever had, Jake was one. <laughs> and they're like, listen, the best 12 minutes I ever spent since they canceled Glee. So it goes on and on. You know what I mean? Where uh, did you go? Where did you get the list? I, I sent them emails. And they said, oh. listen, the 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 cheapest salami you can buy outside of the Slim Jim aisle at fucking City Market. And then, that's Jake, dude, a description. Uh, <laughs> 12 minutes really isn't bad. If you're showering or if you're cooking a Pop-Tart, yeah, you're right. Like, here's the deal, though. Like, 12 minutes, though? 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Oh. All right. What are you saying? I'm saying, like, maybe it's because I'm married. You know, I got shit to do. She's got shit, she's got shit to do. That's what I'm saying. It's like, listen, 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 listen. Yeah, just make it more often, just less. Dude, these episodes of fucking Peppa Pig aren't that long. We gotta fucking do it. <laughs> Finding Nemo's only gonna hold their attention for so long. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought she was one of those people where they just did a recent, like, bot sweep. And she had like over fifty percent of her followers weren't even real; it was just bots. Well, uh, listen, I can see that. If you're gonna be a bot, follow Gucci's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you need a place to be now, bots. <laughs> Send us stories if you can. I don't know. <laughs> Hello, how is it going? Please sponsor this podcast, uh, dude. We get so many every time we post a posting. It's like sponsor this on Capital Records H1 at Instagram.com. I'm like, dude, fuck you. Clint falls for it every time. I post it. Said, oh shit! I sent him DMs like, like, "Do you want my credit card number? I can get you the CZV yeah. number right yeah. now." You want that? You want the code on the back? Right <laughs> <laughs> my mother's maiden name. Here it is. <laughs> Listen, we can share, share a Netflix account right now, dude. Pornhub <laughs> Premium. I'll Porn, send you. Pornhub Premium. Dude, I knew a guy. I'm not gonna say he's fucking Nick. Nick. He told me that his room is <laughs> around the corner. Is that where you're screaming? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So he uh, <laughs> hey. So dude, he told me that him and his roommate shared a Pornhub account. I remember thinking, like, dude, that's really close to be to somebody. Oh yeah. Like, dude, you're gonna see all their liked fucking videos. Mm-mm. Nope. Dude. Yeah, he shared the login with me. I was like, dude, it's not Spotify. You can't do that. <laughs> that's so fucked up. It's like, dude, if you have a secret, that's how you're gonna get it locked. You know what I mean? Like, people are gonna tell you, like, yo, Clint's really into feet shit. Straits of Malacca is a thin passage that separates Yao and Sumatra from Malay Peninsula in the West Indies. I'm so drunk. The Strait is a very <laughs> the Strait is a very busy and important shipping gateway. It links the Pacific to the Indian Ocean. It's like the gooch between the asshole and your balls, but a lot nicer. It is 580 miles long and its max is only 24 miles wide, just wide enough for Jake to fit his forehead through. About 25% of all oil that is transported on the high seas comes through this motherfucker. This strait is super important. The strait has actually had 34 confirmed shipwrecks between the 1880s to 2008. Due to the nearby seasonal brush fires, sometimes the strait has a haze obscuring visibility. This forces ships to slow the fuck down to avoid crashing into each other. Piracy post 9-11 was also an issue before more frequent patrols put the kibosh on this fuckery. SOS, in June 1947 or February 1948, it just depends on who you're talking to, <laughs> two American vessels, the Silver Star and the city of Baltimore. Guess which one smells like stale cigarettes? I'll have you guess, Jake. 
Uh, the city of fucking Baltimore. <laughs> All right. Is, is the garage another option? Oh, hey, like fuck so. you. It smells good back here for a man's asshole. Anyway, so they picked up a strange distress call from a Dutch or Indonesian merchant ship named the Orang Madan. Indonesia was a part of the Dutch Empire, but the Dutch called it Indolusia. How do you say that, Jake? Insulindia. Insulindia to tamp down Indonesian nationalists and their independence campaign. Orang Madan is Indonesian or Malay, and it translates to Man from Madan, which is the largest city on the island of Sumatra. Do you know that do you know that Sriracha is a fucking city? Because I didn't until I read this. Sriracha, like the delicious fucking flavoring. The, ch- you, the chili powder spice. Yeah. Sauce. Do you know that's from like this area? I did not know that. It's delicious. I had no idea until I looked. I thought Sriracha was like a fucking thing from New Mexico. Where did you see that on this? When I was looking up like fun facts about Sumatra or, oh, okay. or maybe it was like the West Indies, I was like, Sriracha comes from this region. I was like, wow, <laughs> I thought fucking Sumatra or Sriracha came from your uncle Rico that lives in a fucking El Paso, Texas, dog. <laughs> I had no idea that he fucking, this was like foreign as fuck. Dude, my uncle Rico can throw a football past the mountains, dude. The call read SOS from ship Orang Madan. Stop PSA ships or PSE ships with Southwest. Get urgent DH Medico. Stop. LOL. Thick girls welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I just added that last part. The rest of it was real. (laughs) Which means... (laughs) Which means SOS from the ship Orang Madan. All ships with shortwave radio, please relay our urgent requests for medical aid, which isn't an unusual call from a ship with a small crew and no doctor on board. Crew members get sick or injured pretty often and seek aid from bigger ships that have a medical staff. Clint, for example, would most likely injure himself with a beer tab or get scurvy from eating nothing but hot dogs. The weird thing about the message from the Urang Madan is that normally a ship wouldn't send an SOS call. They would just call for a doctor. SOS is only supposed to be used if the whole ship is in immediate danger. Because they sent the calls together, it meant that they had a medical emergency that was endangering the whole ship. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Dude, your fucking pubes smell like incense. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I can't believe you said that about me, you son of a bitch. Me and your mom play doctor. Hey, your friends are concerned about you. Too many hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're worried about your sulfates. Thing. The Orang Madan, honestly, when I hear the Orang Madan, I think of orangutan because I'm not very clever. And it reminds me of King Louie, you know? <laughs> Give me this fire, a man's red fire, and that's what's talking to me. I want to be a man-man cub and stroll right into town. I've reached the top and had to stop, and that's what's... Da, 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 da. You know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> From the Jungle Book? The Jungle Book, I know. I don't know the song, though. But it sounded good. Why were you happy, then? It was a good song. Yeah, you were just <laughs> It's also a little impressive, the lyrics you know. Yeah, Which dude. really aren't like the common part. Dude, ask me Pythagorean's <laughs> yeah. theorem, because I'm not going to fucking waste your time, but I remember King Louis' fucking stupid-ass song. A squared, B squared, C squared. The easiest one. The You're two kinds of people. Square. Two kinds of people. <laughs> like you did. <laughs> Useful yeah. knowledge and... Oh, Jake last, Jungle Book last quest. useful knowledge. Dude, Jake got a Jake got a fucking D in trigonometry, and it's only because he fucking wore a yoga pants the last fucking class and showed the, <laughs> the teacher his fucking division symbol of his fucking ball dick ball before he fucking went for the summer season, all right? So don't don't let Jake impress you. At least I passed. That's horrible. Do you want to read normally? Car- Talon, I almost called you Carter. I'm so sorry. It's cool. I feel like I know you, you wish Carter was here instead of me. No, 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 I feel like you're my girlfriend, and I just called you my ex-girlfriend's name. <laughs> Carter, they like, want you to be here. She's packing her shit already, dude. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> you're such an a- Everything's a fucking joke, Clint. 
Everything is a joke with you, Clint. But you know what? It makes it pretty fun to be around you, Clint. I'll treat you Real right talk. now. Stop eating so many hot dogs, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Normally, an SOS is followed by the ship's position so it can be found by other ships in the area. But the Orang Medan operator didn't give their position. The radio operator of the Silver Star called the Orang Medan and asked for their position and what the fuck was happening. The reply the Silver Star operator got back was Spooks Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> After stating their position, the Orang Medan operator continued, We drift, stop, second, officer dead, on bridge, stop, captain, then the message broke off. There was a stretch of indecipherable Morse code. Apparently, the operator was near death, but his hand was still spasmodically hitting the Morse key. The Silver Star was finally able to get one last response from the Orang Medan. I die. And that was fucking it. Nothing else. No cap. If Clint got this message, he would pretend like nothing happened and keep on sailing. He <laughs> He's not into that Scooby-Doo shit. Which is exactly what the city of Baltimore did. They heard all of this, but they were farther away than the Silver Star. So they kept cruising while the Silver Star took off to see what the fuck was going on. Yo, straight up, that fucking, that message sound like the lyrics from, remember the band, The Fray and How to Save a Life? <laughs> That's what that sounded like. It's like, where did I go wrong? I lost a friend somewhere alone in the bitterness. Have you heard the song? Yeah. That is not. Let me, come on, what are you saying? Sing it then, bitch. Hey, first off, I listened, I spent, again, I spent all day. Listening to your guys' stuff. It was really funny. I got a lot of laughs. I don't remember there being so much singing. <laughs> Seems like there's a lot of singing right now, though. It depends on how drunk oh, Clint sorry. is. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to play. <laughs> what is I, do, I do sing a lot. I do sing a lot. I know. I usually just cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It just doesn't make it to post. <laughs> it's like 90% of the podcast, but it doesn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you used to straighten your hair. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm. I used to have hair a long time ago. Really? Yeah. <laughs> long time ago. When we met, did you have hair? No. What time did it happen? Uh, you look cool uh, without it, though. Yeah. It's a look, dude. You have to, like, fucking... You well, that's look, why I had to grow the beard. You do yeah, look tough as fuck, though. Yeah, I like I'd that. Be because I'm not. I can't. But it's good that people think so. You look. <laughs> doesn't he look intimidating? Yeah. I want to talk. I want to talk to you yeah. at a gas station. I want to talk to you. I'd yeah. be like, it's oh. just bright in here. Why don't you guys have a cover on any of these lights? You want me to shut the slide off? No. Oh, because then it would be too dark, and I'd it's be just so we can read how it's dark it would so be. So we can read. It's hard in this room with you guys. It is bright in here. I switch these with LEDs. They're fuel efficient. What? No. So you've 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 played the game? Yeah. I saw that while I was looking it up. It was the Orang Medan game. Yeah. How was it's it fun? Called, it's called Man of Medan. Was it fun? It was pretty good. So again, so they took the chemical perspective, uh, which is that there was chemicals on board. The whole premise is that you're a group of kids because that's what all their games are. Yeah. And you Scooby-Doo your way onto this ship thinking that there's gold. Yeah. Because you hear about something called Manchurian gold, but yeah. you don't realize that what Manchurian gold is, is this neurogas that opened up in the bottom of the ship and it makes you hallucinate. And so the whole time you think it, like the ship's haunted, but you're just seeing all this shit. And so people are killing themselves or each other basically the whole time. 
and that's like the twist at the end of the game. Spoiler, maybe. Oh, man. fuck. That's crazy. Dude, I, you know what? I know you mentioned Manchurian Gold. White Gold is actually Michelle Fife, according to Bruno Mars. Huh. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> Knowing's half the battle. Dude, this <laughs> fucking bee is around here, dude. dude, dude I think are, you, are you allergic to bees? I am not allergic to bees. Are you allergic to anything? Penicillin. Really? For real? You all know my weakness now. Dude, <laughs> if you ever get fucking the clap, you're done. Yeah, that's it. Well, hopefully amoxicillin will take care of it. <laughs> Guess what's in this bottle? Oh. Yo, that was so specific. Have you had the clap? No. Amoxicillin no, is the penicillin republa. I don't believe you. I think you had the clap. It's okay. That's fine. I Granny Apples has the clap once. Look at her. I don't like that. <laughs> Dude, isn't it crazy? Yeah, out of everything here, that's what I like the least. Jake bought the, how much? Two dollars? Two bucks. That's a at good a deal. Sale? Mm-hmm. No, at a estate sale. Yeah. So it was a dead person's house. Yeah. That doesn't make it better. No. Yeah, I went because uh, my wife really likes going to estate sales, but she was busy that day, so she's like, "Oh, I saw this estate sale. You should go check it out." And I looked. There was so much shit I could have bought, and then I saw that on a shelf <laughs> for two bucks, and I was like, "Hell yeah!" Did you buy anything else that day? No, that was it. I came home with that. And that you went good. alone to a stay cell? Yeah. Huh? It was, yeah, an old lady's house off 27 Road. Dude, the guys that go alone to a stay cell sound like they're cruising for dates. It's a weird spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found a date. Grammy Apples. Yeah. <laughs> and we've been together ever since. Ooh. Don't rock her. Rock her a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Missouri. I'm from Missouri. Don't touch her, she'll bite you, Talon. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Don't worry about me touching her ever. (laughs) Save your time. So we can move her if you want. (laughs) The Silver Star was hoping that they would be able to help if there were survivors, or maybe they thought they could scoop up some free shit. (laughs) Um, On their way, they speculated they could have happened. I'm sorry. On their way, they speculated what could have happened. Mutiny? Pirate attack? Plague? Or maybe a fire? In the morning, they found the Orang Madan. She was a freighter of 5,000 Tums. Not Tums. <laughs> tums is the heartburn. That's what I'm going to need to <laughs> she, <laughs> she was a freighter of 5,000 tons, a steamer with a single stack, just like Jake. He's a steamer with a single stack. A steamer with a single means. stack, maybe 40 years old, just like Jake. She was drifting silently. There wasn't <laughs> smoke or any movement on deck. There was no flag flying. The crew noticed that the Orang Medan had a list, just like Jake. It's just, just, just like Jake. Or a tilt, but that could have just been for a lot of reasons, like shitty cargo loading or lopsided coal consumption. The ship was deserted. There was a lifeboat missing, but there's no way the whole crew could fit onto one lifeboat. The Silver Star tried to stir up the crew of the Orang Medan. I'm guessing by whistling or saying, wee-woo, really loud, just like Clint, because he can't whistle, but nothing happened. The Silver Star sent over, a, sent over a boat to investigate. The weather was super nice and the sea was calm. The sailors, including the first officer and nine crewmen, got to the Orang Medan and climbed up the lines of the missing light boat, lifeboat. The first poor bastard that got on board cried out so loudly, loudly that the rest of the sailors almost bailed and left him for dead. But for some reason, they kept on climbing. The decks of the Orang Medan were covered with corpses. They all appeared to be of Asian descent. Their faces were contorted as if they had died in agony or terror. Their mouths were gaping open as if they were trying to scream. Their eyes were wide and staring up into the sky and their stiff, twisted bodies seemed to be pointing at something in the sky. 
the crew of the Silver Star couldn't find any injuries on the corpses or any signs that there had been a fight either with the crew or with pirates. There was no blood or weapons. There was also no survivors. No survivors. Doesn't Clint seem like a guy that can't whistle? I can whistle good. Have you ever seen Kid? Have you ever seen kids? That was me that whistled. Have you ever seen kids that? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen kids that can't whistle though, and they're like, "Woo woo!" They just make the noise. (laughs) The best part is, I believed it. I was like, "Oh shit, Clint can't whistle." Dude, I remember a guy I used to work at at a pizza (laughs) place. You remember him too, Jake? He told me he couldn't whistle. He's like, "Dude, I can't whistle." He's like, "Dude, just fucking like curve your tongue." He's like, no, dude, no one in my family can whistle. I was like, what a curse. (laughs) Some people got alcoholism, diabetes, werewolf, but you can't whistle. (laughs) You know that song? Yeah, I've heard it before. I'm just kind of amazed because I really believed you could not whistle. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, oh, that was a low blow. <laughs> he seems like that kind of yeah. guy. People he can't wear a hat, though, and that's some insight. I knew a girl that couldn't read a manual clock, like an analog clock, with two hands. She couldn't read it. <laughs> no surprise. They found the radio operator was dead at the radio shack, not, not the store. Along with the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> He collapsed over his transmitter, still wearing headphones. There weren't injuries or blood, but just like the other corpses, he had the expression of unspeakable horror on his face. Even the ship's dog was dead, its face contorted with an eternal snarl. How crazy would it have been if he was the only one left alive, and then he learned to play basketball and became Air Bud? <laughs> Air Bud 10. Dude, my they had, dude, they made so many movies. There's like, there's like they started calling them buddy movies. Yeah, like, is it even done? Snow Buddies. I don't yeah. think it's done. No, no, no. There's, one, no, yeah, there's one now called Vape Buddies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Like no way that guy, that dog can smoke a vape without a thumb. It's like, bro, do you drive a Subaru Forester? He's like, yeah, dude. Fuck you. I can't wait to kayak. <laughs> Patagonia snowboarding. You probably sold him a kayak. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> so the men aboard the Orang Medan were investigating further, trying to find the logbook of the ship when they heard a cry from the Silver Star. What's your name? They said. To which the men on the Orang Medan responded, Jerry. What's your name? And then the man on the Silver Star called out. Fuck you, Jerry. The ship's on fire. What was that from? <laughs> it's it's like a it's a video. Cool. I've seen that on the golf course. Like, hey, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. that's so funny. <laughs> what a dickhead. So flames erupted from one of the cargo holes on the Rang Madan. The officer in charge ordered his men off their Rang Madan. Luckily, they got away fast because the Rang Madan quickly became an inferno. I feel like we're saying Rang Madan a lot. This is this is like a, I just want to be I just wanted to be sure. We can skip it, but I just wanted to be sure because we talk about the Rang Madan and the I feel like we're trying to span language like we're trying to pass language arts. I uh, yeah. <laughs> <With the word laughs> get the word uh, counted. It was like two in the morning when I was right. Oh no no worries. It's good. So the Silver Star crew watched in sick fascination as the burning ghost ship exploded and eventually capsized all the possible secrets and mysteries of the Orang Madan sank into the watery grave 5,000 meters deep. Dude, honestly, the coolest fucking phrase you have in here is sick fascination. That sounds like a The Cure album. You know what I mean? Like sick fascination. That makes sense. Hello, everyone. Put it's on like, a bunch of lipstick. On July 12th, 1947, about three weeks later, a lifeboat washed ashore on the island of Taeongi, part of the Marshall Islands. 
There were reportedly seven people on the lifeboat, but six of them were dead. The last man, allegedly the second officer of the Orang Madan, was cared for by a missionary. He was called Jerry Rabbit, no relation to Roger. According to Jerry, the Orang Madan. Yeah. Dude, that movie is so good with Bob Hoskins. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> fucking deep cut. <laughs> According to Jerry, the Orang Madan had arrived in Ballast, Shanghai on June 7th, 1947 where he was recruited. Strangely, the command of the ship didn't request to see any of his papers. According to Rabbit, it was originally a Chinese steamer steamer that had possibly yeah. been... <laughs> Dude, that sounds like an Amazon review. This thing's a fucking Chinese steamer. <laughs> <laughs> a Chinese steamer that had possibly been used for a cargo ship or as a troop transport. 7,000 boxes Dude, of... how pissed would you be if you're reading your mom's yearbook and it's like, you're a real troop transport. You'd be like, mom, wow. what was happening in 1978? <laughs> oh, wow. You'd be like, this is so fucked up. <laughs> Anyway, 7,000 boxes of unknown materials were supposedly taken from Shanghai overnight. The ship sailed south on the morning of June 9, 1947. They picked up another 8,000 boxes in a small harbor about 80 nautical miles south of Shanghai. Rabbit guessed that the boxes were contraband, and when they reached their destination on the coast of Costa Rica, they were going to hand it all over to another ship. Yo, 8,000 boxes went missing, bro? The accumulated value was like almost $86, dude. They're fucking struggling. Yeah, a bunch of ramen. Top ramen. Dude, I remember <laughs> I remember reading this post someone made into a meme. It's like my credit card got declined at City Market for one bag of top ramen that was like 15 cents. And the cashier's like, just fucking take it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. You need those. Dude, can you imagine by one and it gets declined? They'd be like, listen, dog. Oof. It's yo. It's you. He doesn't <laughs> even heat it up. He just pours it in the dry bag <laughs> yeah. and shakes it up. Did you ever have you had that recently? It's pretty good. No, I When's the last time you had top ramen? Uh, I love top ramen. Within the year, but I've I haven't had like dry top ramen since like, I elementary love top school. ramen. I've had it a long time though. I love that shit. Well you No, I murdered it. I can't have it anymore. You what? I had too much. I, mean, I can't enjoy it anymore, you know? It's like jacking off. Yeah, it's just, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> like all like of a sudden, dude, yeah. you have to start escalating, dude. You start putting a noose around your neck. That's a dangerous game, dude. Look at David Carradine. He hung himself, dude, jerking it. The course of the Orang Madan was designed to avoid normal shipping routes. After 10 days, the Stokers started to get sick. One of them died immediately. The captain claimed the death was caused by heat stroke, but Rabbit thought that was bullshit. After a few more days, the entire machine crew started to get sick as well. They complained of severe stomach pain. Rabbit looked through the ship's papers and found they had loaded 15,000 boxes of sulfuric acid and cyanide and 20 canisters of nitroglycerin. Of nitroglycerin. Rabbit then went to 8 Mile and began to rap for his crew. He assumed that some of the boxes... Do you remember that from yeah. 8 Mile? Yeah. Rabbit. Rab uh, cheese. He had, didn't he have a fucking friend named Cheese or something? Palm sweaty knees weak. There's a friend named Cheese. Palm on the sweater. Do you know, this is... Seth Rogen auditioned for his fucking friend named Cheese. And also, um, Hi Siegel, what's the guy's name? The guy from How I Met Your Mother. Jason Siegel also auditioned for Cheese. And they went there. And instead of having another actor or like a producer read the lines, they read each other's lines and they both started laughing so hard. They're like, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> it's before either of them were famous. They're like, dude, leave. This is fucking unprofessional. 
because they just couldn't stop laughing because they're trying to be like, yo, motherfucker, I'm in eighth mile. Like, you're like crazy. It's yeah. so funny, dude. So, uh, where were we? He assumed that some of the boxes had leaked and fumes had formed. The captain refused to make an emergency call, so Rabbit and six other crew members hopped on a lifeboat and bounced. That is so fucked up. The lifeboat didn't have any food or water, so most of the members died from exposure before reaching land. Rabbit died of exhaustion just a few days after his rescue, right before his mixtape dropped. The story of the Orang Madan had a shit ton of different timelines. Most reports say that the incident took place in 1947 or 1948, but there was a similar story in Yorkshire Evening Post and a few other newspapers on Thursday, 21st, November 1940. The article was titled, Mystery SOS from Death Ship. The ship had the same name, but a lot of details were different. The SOS said, SOS from steamship Orang Madan. Beg ships with shortwave wireless get touch doctor. Our shortwave set we related, the call for help. <laughs> Medical stations, Germany, Rome, and France replied, we informed the Orang Madan and asked her to transmit her request. There also wasn't any mention of the bodies looking strange or any mention of the ship called the Silver Star. Dude, the Silver Star sounds like a really old-timey bicycle that they used to sell. Like, the Silver Star, yeah, which is really reliable. No, I can't stop thinking of a robot's butthole. Why? Silver Star. Ooh. Oh. Dude, listen. We're going to do Rosie from the Jetsons. That's what they named her butthole. Yeah, the Silver Star. Do you, what did you think of that? She's like, I think I, I probably took it from something. It doesn't feel original. I just can't <laughs> think of the source. Wow. Don't don't read that guy's fucking browser history. Silver Star. <laughs> I would never have thought of that. Oh, that's really funny. That's fucked up. My short, my thighs rub together, and my shorts have like a weak spot in the fabric where I know it's going to be a hole very soon. I blew those shorts out. Did I even tell you about that? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, fuck, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't wear shorts; they just explode everywhere I go. But how long did you have the shorts though? What? How long did you have? Them? I don't know. A year? Not long enough. A year? I liked them. You probably got your money's worth though. Maybe. I mean, I get like all secondhand shorts. I, I bought these shorts, shorts for $14, dude. And <laughs> I had don't them. buy new shorts. <laughs> I've had them for a couple of years. <laughs> I can't. I just blow them out. Yeah, dude. I did too. Dude, I just wear them until they're gone. Dude, I wear underwear until Stevie's like, Clint. <laughs> like, she'll say that. I thought she was like, Clint. And I I'm just like, wear right. shorts from work. What do you wear for underwear? Do you wear your underwear with holes in them? Uh, no. I have pretty nice underwear around it. Uh, what are they called? We talked about it last night. Meandies? Meandies, yeah. Oh. At least you get some meandies for like my birthday and stuff, so. Wow. Sick gift. Yeah, they have like underwear now that has like Kevlar in them. <laughs> so you can't like fucking destroy them with your hams. Yeah, no, dude. I, I wear underwear until they're vapor, dude. Until yeah. they're fucking nothing, <laughs> dude. And then Steve would be like, we can't. You can't. My mom used to scare me. She'd be like, if you get hit by an ambulance, they're going to think you're gross. I'm like, fuck them. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to wear them. Dude, I buy packs of Hanes, and they'd be like, we have an additional Hanes in here for free. And I'm like, is it, bitch? Is this the same price? <laughs> or you just cut corners and just throw in I an extra the, I get the tagless, so though. It's really important. I get the tagless. It's Box just the place. leftover material. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> I'm an odd size. They're like two and a half XXL. 
Like, mm, I guess we'll, we'll give we'll it. We'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. Like this was almost an apron. Just take it. <laughs> I got the six... tag is actually just glued on. It's like, I'm in so fourth well. grade and have nine fingers. Take the underwear. I'm like, all right, you fuck. Cool, <laughs> right. <laughs> the lady at Walmart's like, are you are you gonna are you buying something? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Why are you hovering over my shoulder? Bitch. Men's underwear. On? <laughs> <laughs> She's, underwear. She's like, listen, this is the women's. Everyone got secrets. <laughs> Sorry. Everyone's got their secrets. One newspaper ends the article with a suspicious disclaimer at the end. This is the last part of our story about the mystery of the Orang Madan. We must repeat that we do not have any other data on this mystery of the sea, nor can we answer the many unanswered questions in the story. It may seem obvious that this is a thrilling romance of the sea. On the other hand, the author, Silvio Shirley, Shirley? Yeah. assures us of the authenticity of the story. It's not clear who Silvio Shirley is, but supposedly he heard the story from a missionary who had been told the story directly from the last surviving member of the Orang Medan, who was a German man. He had almost the same story about the fumes killing the crew and escaping on a lifeboat, leading or landing at Tanagi Island in the Marshalls. The earliest reported incident at the of the Orang Medan is November thirteenth, nineteen thirty nine, which would have been before the Silver Star was even built. This account is in a French magazine named Sept Yours. Georges, you have to sound. George. You have to sound really. Seb Georges, you like like yeah, you think you're better than other people. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Seb Georges, Seb Georges, Seb Georges, you fucking poor man. <laughs> the article was titled "After Twenty Months, the Mystery of the Orang Medan is Solved," which is referring to an earlier issue on December 29th, nineteen forty. Yo, do you guys remember when Moulin Rouge came out? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was the first time I was exposed to French culture. Yeah, Clint, the way you tell stories, no matter what comes out of your mouth, this is so believable. <laughs> Thanks. Like, dude, sometimes I'll tell Stevie a bullshit story, and then she'll be like, "Are you fucking with me?" I'm like, no. It's got to be hard for her. Yeah, she doesn't it's believe in anything I say anymore. I have to tell her though. Yeah, she's she's grown accustomed to not believing my bullshit. You just have like a flashcard. Like, if when I hold the green one up, it's not bullshit. Red one, bullshit. How old were you when you had your first beer? My first beer? Yeah. Like when I first the first drink you ever drink had, ever no the first taste. That's yeah. probably really young. Probably oh. my dad's an alcoholic, Clint. Oh fuck, I got real. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was six. It was all yeah, right. Yeah. He gave what it to me when I was six. He was like, "Drink up, it's great." <laughs> what about the first time? How old were you? You lost your virginity. Seventeen. Was it special? Yeah. Oh. Was your special, Jake? Yeah, that was a pretty special minute and a half. <laughs> yeah. And then the light changed and he had to drive. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> They're like, listen, are you going to sign for this or not? So skepticism. <laughs> Over the years, details of the story have become heavily scrutinized. There are publications that tell different facts that date back to 1940. However, in 1940, the world had just finished the war and that meant a newly swelling navy traversing the globe for different countries. A big criticism of the story 
is that the orangutan is not found in Lloyd's Shipping Registry, a maritime organization dating back to 1760. Various countries have their national registries scoured in search of information for the ill-fated boat. It is believed that perhaps the facts of the boat's demise were exaggerated or misreported, leading to a runaway story with hard facts impossible to pinpoint. It is also believed that the tale could be a work of complete fiction, like Jake when he describes a clitoris. <laughs> That's true. Do you ever? I know where the clitoris is. In theory, As she puts it in her purse. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, it charges her phone. Fuck off. <laughs> Listen, it keeps the battery started. Fuck you. So there, there. Um, there's a CIA memo. So there are actually memos talking about the Orang Madan in CIA archives declassified in May 2003. In December 1959, C.H. Mark, which sounds like that's J.C. Penny's cousin. Doesn't it sound like C.H. Mark? What a fucking fake ass name. In Scottsdale, Arizona. Dude, Scottsdale. What are they doing? Spray tan down there? What the fuck does this dude do with the CIA? He's, he's fucking bored. He's teaching you how to fucking have a chihuahua dog indoors Sweating. in a stucco house. <laughs> Sweat. Yeah. So <laughs> in Scottsdale, in Scottsdale, Arizona, shot a letter to Alan Dooley's. He's the guy that they made the trucks after. Oh, Dooley's. Yeah. Yeah. For I'm real? J- no, I'm oh, fucking right. Oh, shit. So a, le- <laughs> a letter to Alan Dooley's, the assistant to the director of the CIA. We did not know who the letter was written for, as that portion has been redacted and is still redacted to this day. It is notable C.H. Mark is found in other CIA archives and had written other letters. So he's not just a guy they made up for the story. He's written a bunch of, who knows? This guy might have been the fucking yokel yeah. dude. That's like, dude, can I, dude, some dude writing letters to the CIA. Doesn't really mean anything. But he's that guy that, like, he's like, Sunday, I'm writing another letter. (laughs) Sending another one to the CIA. Well, if you wrote a letter to the CIA, what would it say? You'd be like, bring that 70s show back or else. Oh, there we go. And they're like, oh, what the fuck? I would say, check out this guy, Clint. You need to. (laughs) You have a beard, dude. Don't even fuck around. Your beard is too good for you to not be sketchy. You can't grow a beard. Yeah, in this area, it's weirder to not have one, Clint. That's true, dude. We're in the fucking. <laughs> this is his beard. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, dude. Maybe take some vitamins. <laughs> Do you think that would help? I thought about. I don't it. know. They're expensive. They're like twenty six bucks. I saw some. For how much day. though? I mean, if I ate sixty capsules, that's two months. I that's guess. Like great deal. Unless you have to take some of them. Eat. Uh, you know the company One a Day. Yeah. Yeah. If you buy One a Day vitamins, you look on the back of the bottle and it says take two. <laughs> it's fucking no, it does. It does. Yeah, I guarantee. I mean, some of them probably like the hard ones, but the chewy ones are still called one a days, and you take two of them. So it's notable. Ch Mark is found in other CIA archives, and it had written other letters. The Geneva Convention of 1933 outlawed using chemical weapons to murder each other. So if they're doing this shit, the CIA would probably want to know about it. So theories, uh, radiation, the, the Rang Madan is hauling radioactive materials like they're a fucking Doc Brown. They don't really know what they're doing, and the radiation kills everyone on board. The Silver Star isn't some helpful ship at all, but a British vessel tasked with stopping the sale of these illicit materials. The Limeys show up, and radiation has killed most of the crew aboard. The Brits can't let the world know how close it came, how close it got to having dirty bombs unaccounted for. So it buries the Madan in a watery grave, planted explosives, and lights that bitch up. Dude, fuck yeah. That could have happened, dude. I think something like that happened. Yeah, I do think whatever ship came to help them was like there for a reason. Sunk it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It just seems like, you know, they just lie. They showed up and then 
They're like, oh shit, oops, it blew up. Talon runs a Dungeons and Dragons game in his home every Friday. And last night we murdered an elderly couple of ghouls. Okay. And I remember when we told the mayor, thinking, let's just say they were already dead. We don't, no have, one to, we don't have to say that we murdered them to this fucking mayor. But it didn't end up mattering anyway because we killed the mayor. In like, <laughs> they had an opportunity. They were like, oh, we got some of his jewelry. Maybe it'll snap him out of this frenzy. And then they just fucking killed him. So aliens. Probably my favorite theory is aliens for anything. You didn't forget your homework. You did your homework. And then the fucking aliens stole it out of your backpack because they want you to fail trigonometry. Someone ate your girlfriend's leftovers? <laughs> That's fucking weird. Probably aliens. Someone used the family computer to get onto OnlyFans? Goddamn aliens. The idea is that a UFO or USO interacted with the boat and was able to abduct many crew members while disabling others without leaving a mark. The aliens even killed the fucking dog. Perhaps aliens were intervening, intervene, perhaps aliens were intervening to stop the Orang from selling nuclear weapons to a country that would spell the end of humanity and fuck up their plan to steal our organs and shit. Dude, there's a lot of people who think the aliens only intervene in like the world view. When they're like stopping nuclear war, there's actually a really there's this is a like a this is a well known fact. There was like a, a a nuclear silo in the UK that that accidentally the they someone pushed launch and like they were sending off missiles like to blow up the world and like destroy shit. It was a mistake. And due to U, a UFO was sighted, the shit got shut down for a full half hour. And they're like, yo. Who the fuck is this? And a lot of people just d d think what you want. Think like, yo, these aliens are here for a reason and they're guiding us because they're just us from the future and they're making sure that our shit is all good to go, which is probably just a hopeful way to think that your creepy gym teacher just really wants you to do good in math. You know what I mean? It's the same idea. That creepy gym teacher doesn't want you to do good math. He's trying to invite you to eat ice cream at his barbecue any day of the week. Talon? It just seems like it's getting really personal. <laughs> so like that's very specific. so like all these reasons for why aliens are doing anything is like stolen homework, girlfriends leftovers, and then OnlyFans. And I see that all being issues that you would need an excuse for. What? 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 <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it seems like Clint has a lot of aliens in his life. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking aliens did it, man. Fucking Sorry. aliens, bro. Yeah, you know it's crazy. I've heard that like um time travel people are like time travel isn't real. Otherwise, like if we had figured out time travel, they would we'd already know. Like they would have already came back at some point. But then I've also heard that reincarnation isn't real because so many babies died back in the day, like throughout history, like thousands, millions, millions probably of babies have died. So if you got reincarnated or if you like remembered your past lives, like past life regression, like most of them would just be you dying as a baby. Isn't that fucked up? We're gonna have to edit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks really... for the pick me up. What guys. the fuck? <laughs> I feel good right now. Isn't that cool. sad though? It's true. Would you read that the Watchtower magazine that the Jehovah's uh, Witness hand no, out? No, Doctor Drew talked about it. Doctor Drew? Yeah. What the fuck are you listening to, Doctor Drew? He's on uh, Tom and Christina's podcast. Oh, that's a really good point. I think with the aliens, though, one of my favorite things that people talk about with aliens <laughs> is that they wouldn't show up and come here because we're like the cockroaches of the universe. Like, yeah. we're, like we're gross and dirty and diseased, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, mm-mm. I saw, yeah, uh, that's true. I saw like a thing where they talked about like a, a UFO that broke the sound barrier without like the boom, the sonic boom that was loud. 
and then someone posted a meme and it's like this alien that like looks disgusted and it's like aliens watching us do a sonic boom and the aliens like yeah, say like, like that's the most ghetto shit i've ever yeah. seen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh fire orbs for centuries sailors and maritime men <laughs> jake knows a lot about them for centuries <laughs> sailors and maritime men have reported sightings of underwater and aerial fire orbs these could be aliens or magic some people think that the orang was chasing an orb and unfortunately they caught it and met their end like that maybe they saw something they started chasing it and then they get fucking zapped and saw shit in the water dude christopher columbus say what you want dude he talks about in his famous voyage to america like seeing an orb in the sky and following that shit and then i went into the water how wild is that dude alexander the great dude alexander great talks about being by the mediterranean sea with all his fucking boys dude at one point in time alexander the great conquered half the world he's walking with his boys by the fucking mediterranean sea he has all these soldiers he said he said a fucking shield came out of the water, zapped his boys with a laser. He describes a laser. It's a fire from the sky, burns a ton of his fucking men, goes back into the water. And he's the first person to describe and create like a water diving helmet, like a diving bell to walk underwater and breathe because he's like, yo, what's this shield that just fucking melted my dudes? And it's like, dude, it's a really well-documented case. That's and crazy. it's like, yo, what this guy's describing a shield, that's fucking odd. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. We've talked about it in a few episodes, like the USO un- un- unidentified submersible object. It's also a floater in a pool if you're in the public. Yeah. You know I mean, someone poops in the pool. <laughs> yeah, that would be. It's easy. not a hundred grand bar, baby. Those are nuts they earned. But we've talked about that a lot. A lot of times when people see UFOs, they'll see a UFO, but a lot of times they're interacting with something that's also under the water. So they're like either traveling like at the same time or like helping each other in some way. And that's been in a couple of our stories. Fuck yeah. In World War II, those bastard Nazis did cruel and inhumane experiments. Japan also did crazy fucked up experiments. The regiment assigned with these tasks was Unit 731. Unit 731 was assembled in 1932 by the Japanese bacteriologist Shiro Ishii. The victims of these experiments were Russian, Chinese, and Allied prisoners. The unit would uh, use grenades to blow up living prisoners to see how effective they were. They would also infect prisoners with the plague to see how it affected their organs. The unit would routinely do surgeries and operations without anesthesia of any kind on the living people. They experimented with floating balloon bombs using cholera, typhus, and anthrax as a weapon. The unit was hopeful they could create a plague bomb that would infect Chinese cities they bombed. 731 killed a confirmed 3,000 people, with other estimates being significantly higher. The unit could have been using the Urang to ship nefarious materials, hauling war crime gas. Many hardcore believers think that the old beat-up ship was an innocuous vehicle chosen to move some illicit materials, specifically nitroglycerin, potassium cyanide, and maybe a bit of sulfuric acid. The elderly vessel had some type of leak that mixed with chemicals with seawater, resulting in noxious fumes to escape and belch up towards the crew members. The boat was sailing under a fake-ass name and flying no flag because of the nature of the mission. Moving this type of material could be a war crime, especially depending on who was paying for the shipment. Remember, this is post-World War II, or right before, and at, the, at, at that time, many nations were hostile as shit. These chemicals could have started a small, slow-burning fire that was hard to extinguish, releasing carbon monoxide. The carbon monoxide choked most of the crew to death at night. Then later, the fume ignited 
against other chemicals and set the boat straight to hell. Dude, like if they, had, if, if they had a carbon monoxide fire and let's say like there's a small fire, like magnesium will burn underwater. If you light a flare, yeah. it'll burn underwater. So if this was like a, a chemical fire they can't put out, it's burning slow where they're all sleeping. They all get carbon monoxide poison. They all fucking die in their sleep. And then like shit's like, yo, what's good, bro? Like this yeah. is super fucked. This, all this is fucking plausible. There's, just, there's another material called a... Uh, it's like Tebin or something yeah, like that. I read about that. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, that German uh chemical stuff that they had like chemical weapon they had produced or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it was, the Germans used it and it like it had symptoms that were similar to this because I think like the sulfuric acid and all this shit would like kill people eventually. But it like wouldn't provide like the same symptoms, like it wouldn't freeze them yeah. and stuff like that. But whatever this other chemical was that the Germans used did kind of the same thing. It would like freeze the people and like um, it would also hurt them. So that's why they were like in pain when they died. Too. Damn, dude. Damn. So that, that's what Damn. I think it was. But we'll get to that. Yeah. When's the last time you shit your pants, Talon? Huh? When's the last time you shit your pants? Uh, like five, six years ago. Where were you? <laughs> I fucking, it's a good story, I guess. I'd love to hear it. Sure. So I was with my oldest son. He was in like, I guess it was probably a fucking long time ago. So anyways, <laughs> he was in fourth grade, let's say fourth grade. And I went to go see him for lunch. So I was at, at his lunch, like sitting with him at lunch, bunch of kids around me and I'm just fucking blowing it up. And I'm like looking at these kids like, I dare one of you to say anything about anything. Like, I will make this about you. You will have no friends. Like, I, ru I, will, I will ruin you if you say anything. And then all of a sudden it just hits me. And I'm like, kid, I got to get out of here. Like, I got to go. go right now. Right now. And I get in the car and I'm fighting it the whole way home. It's like 10 minute drive. <laughs> but I had I had nine and a half minutes is what I had. Oh, because I pull I pull into the driveway and as soon as I shift that motherfucker into park, boom! Like I shifted <laughs> into dumping. And it just all happened. And I just grab my shit and just lock it up and just get up the stairs. What do you mean locking up, dude? Just so nothing comes out. What you are know? you doing? Are you like, like, are you, are you like holding a, your pants? Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. make like a tourniquet, you know, so nothing, will, <laughs> nothing seeps. Yeah. What did you do after, dude? I Emily was like, oh wow. I was like, don't worry about it, and just went straight into the bathroom. <laughs> did you know? Uh, I, I mean, I probably told her like <laughs> when I felt like she had enough. Did you have to wash yourself? Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, do you do you when you wipe? Do you sit? Are you sitting when you wipe, or do you stand up? Yeah, you sit. Yeah, we, question? Me and Talon have had this discussion loud that's, once. That's in a crazy. Remember we had this same discussion loud in a fucking sushi restaurant at Josh's bachelor party. Man. <laughs> I First off, real talk, I have a real bad memory because I don't remember that at all. I remember you yelling. You're like, you... I okay. Why stand when you want? I'm loud. Everybody. Yeah, First you off, were. I get kicked out. Of we're in this sushi restaurant. <laughs> but, I was like, Ew. like the are you talking about when we were in Denver? Yeah. Oh man, that place was really good. No one wanted to be there. That was the best part about being. Yeah, it was there. called hockey. Yeah, called something hockey. like that. Yeah, something like that. It was good. It was yeah. really fucking good. No one wanted to be there. I, was I wanted so happy to, be to be there. It was one of those situations where I was like, "Hey, where do you want to go?" Pirates. The Orang Medan could have fell victim to pirates in the area. Keep in mind, this area had has had reports of pirates. Southeast Asia was the location of 41% of the world's pirate attacks between 1995 and 2013. The West Indian Ocean, which includes Somalia, accounted for just 28%, and the West African coast only 18%. In 
2014, there were 128 in the waters of Southeast Asia. It is possible that narrow dwells. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. Iced these fucking sailors and took their shit. However, this could, would not explain why there were no visible wounds on the tortured, tortured, tortured corpses. However, perhaps these were not swashbuckling, dim-witted pirates you might have seen in Neverland. Nice, dude. <laughs> perhaps the crew of the Orang Medan was heisted by an elite group of pirates. In the dead of night, the pirate boat, let's call it Hook's Bottom Bitch, pulls up along Orang. They kill the night watchman quietly, tossing him overboard. While the rest of the crew sleeps, they begin pumping carbon monoxide or another sketchy gas into the boat some of the crew wakes up but it's too late the pirates of hook's bottom bitch steal the cargo and plant explosives that explains the sudden explosion of the orang Madan later on when the silver star shows up dude that's a good theory it's pretty good. Hook's bottom bitch, baby. Did Michael Bay write that? <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's crazy. I think it had to have been the Silver Star blew up the Orang Medan. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. I that too. The Orang Medan wasn't listed in anything because they were carrying the chemicals, but then the Silver Star also wasn't listed because they were watching the Orang Medan, and they're like, if anything like happens, we're going to blow them up. Or has somebody sent them? I don't know. I mean, I guess I've heard that the Orang Medan was going to the U.S., and we were going to use the chemicals, but I don't know. I mean, it's weird that there's no records of anything, right? Yeah. But then no, it's weird. Nothing. It's weird that why then at all? Would the Coast Guard report it? Why? But, at that but point, I don't know. Why? But, at, dude, post-World War II or even pre-World War II, there was buying and selling of a lot of boats. So they get rechristened. They get renamed. They yeah. get, like, acquired. Then they get destroyed. Shit goes missing. Dude, back then, paperwork was so fuzzy. Who knows? This shit might have been made up by a drunk old sailor, and the story just blew up, dude. It's like, dude, one time, Jake told me he fingered this girl. I know he didn't, dude. And then years later, man, she got arrested for insider straighting. Her name's Martha Stewart. Oh, yeah. The Philadelphia Experiment. So I'm going to tell you a little about the Philadelphia <laughs> So the Philadelphia Experiment is an alleged military experiment supposed to have been carried out by the U.S. Navy at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. We said how many times? Pennsylvania, United States. Sometimes around October 28, 1943, the U.S. Navy destroyer escort USS Eldridge, Jake was an escort, was claimed to have been rendered invisible or cloaked, I'm doing quotation marks, but you can't see me, to enemy devices. Real quick recap, this shit is definitely its own episode, but the watered-down version is in 1943, in a U.S. naval shipyard in Philly, the Navy destroyer escort USS Eldridge was rendered invisible. I should write this, but it's, I just, it's double wrote, so I'm just going to read it. Possibly, you time... Wrote. Poss <laughs> Fuck you, you bitch. Possibly time traveling or going to another dimension where the sailors in the ship encountered aliens, they had to fucking battle. On the trip back to 1943 in our current dimension, many sailors became fused with the USS Eldritch, resulting in the deaths of these sailors. In pop culture. The, uh, the article that we got this from... Is you got this from D one seven three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of information from that article, and it's all the Philadelphia experiment. So at some point, we're gonna just do an episode on that. It's, it's crazy wild. as fuck. Do they have guerrilla soldiers and shit? Like, actually, not guerrilla, like guerrilla warfare. Guerrilla, like, 
like guerrilla soldiers. And there's some accounts of the Philadelphia experience with guerrilla soldiers telling. I believe they, it. They have guerrilla soldiers, dude. I listen. First off, I believe it. Just in the little bit of researching I was trying to do to make sure that I didn't embarrass myself on this podcast. Yeah. It was like all these stories. I read like. Uh, just a couple of them were crazy. They're fucking insane. Yeah. So in pop culture, there's the Dark Pictures anthology, Man of Madame. It, Man of Madame. It's a popular game, Lucy, based on the premise of the ship. Talon actually played this game. Mm -hmm. Made him yeah, rock hard. The 2016 Ghostbusters reboot also briefly named the ship. And I found out about the ship from a cracked article like five years ago. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. What's up? I think the fact that it came up like in 1939 and then in 1947 and 1948 could could be that it's like fake, but I could I could also think that it could be like more proof that it's real. But we just don't know when it happened. You know what I mean? I mean that's weird, man. The times are the times are super weird for sure. But I mean, also, what do you do? You put out an article and say it's from this time. That's you true. know, yeah, I can make an article right now and say it's from 50 years ago, you know, and I'm <laughs> yeah, not saying that's, that's what they were doing. Yeah. But the time, the time discrepancies are super weird. For yeah. Sure. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> yes. Do you ever get brain freeze? Yeah. Jake has never had a brain freeze and oh. he gets migraines really bad. And I always think it's related somehow. Might be. I'm pretty sure I get, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst. <laughs> the newer superpower? <laughs> it's not the best, but it's not, not the worst. Not on the bottom. All right, let's All read right. this fucking scary story, baby. Dude, I can't read. Do you want to read it? Yeah, I'll read a scary story. Okay, oh, sick. Dude. To have sex in this garage? Yeah. Dude, I wouldn't take my shoes off in this garage. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> it's, so, it's so true, dude. It's, this back in this garage is uneven. Uh, That's really funny. It's not that bad, guys. It's pretty cool in here. <laughs> it's not cold, though. It's real hot. So... <laughs> Hey, Goochers. Thank you so much for your support. Hearing you guys in the week makes it that much more tolerable. And Carter, don't stop laughing. Under Common Arts, thank you for so much for supporting us, dude. They like all of our shit. Dude, they actually made us a fucking really cool-ass fucking like, logo with like us and hoodies and shit. It's so legit. Under Common Arts, do the shit, baby. It's a, it's us wearing our ponchos. It's inspired by an episode. And it's really cool if you guys check out Under Common Arts on uh, Instagram. He does drawings, like really cool drawings, but it'll make like a video of him doing the drawings so you can watch the video as he's doing it. It's pretty neat. It's legit as fuck, dude. It's autumn. The air is cooling down from a long and sweltering Arizona summer. Three friends, Matt, Tim, and Derek, have decided to take a trip to the San Pedro River campgrounds. It was their last chance of hanging out before they would be parting ways. And what better way to cement brotherhood than around a fire? Derek and Matt had finished loading up Matt's pickup. Tim impatiently sitting in the back seats next to a filled cooler, bouncing his leg up and down. Dude, could you guys be any slower? Matt looks to Tim with a sense of contempt. Proceeded to place his hand in his pocket, grabbing the keys and haphazardly jingled them around. Toss and grab, toss and grab, tossed a third time and let them fall. Derek had seen them fall onto the gravel driveway. He picked them up and tossed them back to Matt. Come on, we should try to get there before nightfall. I want to get a good spot before too long. Derek and Tim got in the car and took off towards the campsites. As the day went, the shadows grew longer. 
the three of them had gotten to the river about 30 minutes before dark. Tim got a fire going with a Zippo lighter he never left home without. Tim got the tent pitched, and Derek was checking the forecast for the river area. The three opened the cooler, grabbed some beer and hot dogs, and started their last celebration as a trio. You guys up for some spooky stories? Asked Derek. Spooky stories? You're kidding, right? No one does that kind of stuff anymore. What's the matter? You're afraid something's going to get you? Matt responded. At least it couldn't possibly be the ghouls of the river, Derek grinned with anticipation and added. Or... Or I across the sky? Oh, wait. No, I got it. Hold on. Right here. Or I don't know. What about the... Derek stopped and looked up to see the bright white streak moving across the sky. It started slow, but started speeding up. It wasn't moving across the sky, it was coming down. Crash. Whatever it was had landed close by, maybe a mile away. Looking mortified, Derek and Matt jumped and dove straight into the entrance of the tent. Matt started squirming around and... Sorry. Matt started squirming around on the ground in panic as Derek was simultaneously trying to get through the entryway. Tim, looking astonished and confused as to what had just occurred, stood up and in a daze started walking towards the direction of the crash site, not caring about the wild thickets of brush that had grown around the river and the campground. A few moments passed. Tim, Timbo, where'd you go? Derek called out with no response in return. Dude, we need to go get him. I know, come on. Matt had a small survival kit in his truck with a utility knife. He grabbed it, and with Derek, started to trudge through the thicket. Ten minutes have passed, and there has been no sign of their friend aside from the few fresh boot prints barely visible in the moonlight. Of all the things that could have happened, not a chupacabra, not Bigfoot, it had to be a UFO, Derek said anxiously. Just hang on. It's not too much further up the ahead. Matt froze. They'd found Derek. Sorry. They'd found him. Tim was being levitated and staying motionless about 15 yards away from the craft. Derek and Matt looked on with horror, seemingly drenched to their souls. Tim was beginning to turn slowly towards Derek and Matt. His eyes and mouth were lit with a static not unsimilar to an old television. He was being drifted towards the other two without warning. Tim was dropped to the ground. Seeing nothing but terror, he scrambled up to get to his feet and ran towards Derek and Matt. The duo understood what they had to do. Rushing back to the campground, Tim grabbed the keys of his truck, unlocked it, and with all three of them, rushed in. They took off from the tent, the low burning fire, the cooler, without hesitation. Tim, what did you see? Are you okay? Tim didn't respond. Instead, he sat staring blankly forward at the dashboard. Matt, should we swing by the hospital? Goochers. Tim finally said something. Sounded like nonsense to Matt and Derek. Matt said, yeah, let's get him to that hospital. <laughs> yeah, baby! That yeah, yo, thanks for writing us a fucking story. You were you kick so much ass under Common Arts at Instagram. Thank you for having our fucking back, dude, and being a home slice and supporting us. We really fucking appreciate it. I'm Clinton. I'm Jake. 
And I'm Talon. And Talon is handsome as fuck. And I want to <laughs> thank you guys for listening to season two, episode two of Goochers. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate yeah, it. We love having you. Yeah, it was cool that being was here. That was a fun as fuck, dude. Yeah, it was really cool being here. You'll see us take all this apart now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'll be cool to see it all edited up. Yeah. No, no. I mean that the where we're sitting. Not, but we will edit it out too. Like yeah. stuff. But like we have to move this table and take these blankets down so we don't look like we're doing great porno. <laughs>